Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter. This is The Last of Us episode by episode discussion. I am joined by Josh once again. What's going on, buddy? What's up, dude? I'm excited for today. Great episode. Yo, I have so much to talk about. And once again, we are joined by us is M. What's going on, M? Hey, guys. She made awesome. it to another episode. Yes. <laughs> I literally just watched this episode again. So many things happened. So many things running through my mind. I mean, this is Neil Druckmann's directorial, directorial debut. We had all sorts of kinds of stuff that happened. I'm just, I don't even know. I, I, I know where I'm going to start. I know where I'm going to start. And that's the beginning in Jakarta. So this is what I'm going to do. We're going to start with, I have I have four or five scenes basically that, that go through the episode. So first I want to talk about Jakarta. I want to talk about a little bit about the Ophiocordyceps. I hope I said that right. Uh, when Ellie wakes up, the hotel scene, the museum scene, and Tess being infected. That's sort of where we're going. We can rip this open, tear it apart, and jump right into it. So first I want to talk about Jakarta. The thing about Jakarta that I thought was interesting, it started, so it starts off on September 24th, 2003, which is two days prior to the beginning of the first episode, was, which was September 26, 2003. This shit spread fairly quickly it literally it went from jakarta to texas in two days and so there's a lot of stuff i want to dive into it Em, i want to get your take what did you think about that opening scene because the reason why i'm asking you is because you haven't played the game and this is also something that we haven't experienced yet because we never saw something Correct. we never saw this in the game so this is something fresh sort of for both of us but i want to start with you so you haven't seen the origin story that's pretty interesting uh yeah i feel like it was very much needed i really like to know where things go wrong and why do they go wrong and the fact that they showed it to us was beneficial beneficial to the story i enjoyed it it was also very quick i liked it that's yeah that's what i'm about to say all right josh since this is new for us as well what did you think about that that opening scene the opening scene is beautifully shot there's no context for the player uh, in the game uh, story so not even through written letters or pieces of lore that you can find at least not to this extent i thought they said oh yeah nothing that like breaks it down but wasn't there mention uh they mentioned south america at some point in the game i thought honestly i don't remember okay i thought that, I, I thought there was a mention of south america anyways go ahead but um, it does. This does confirm what I was saying on our last episode, where I, <laughs> I I did my little bit of research, and Jakarta is a place that makes the most sense. And I knew that there was a reason why it was placed on the radio; like it had to be important. And at the end of the day, we get this episode, and it starts off in Jakarta, and you see, like I said, that it's so densely populated. Like I said, like ten point five million people live in the city of jakarta alone and it's the the port that handles all the exportation of jakarta of in of indonesia and so it's just scene for scene the whole sequence is beautifully shot a lot of tension a lot of buildup you feel the fear in the character's eyes by the way the characters that portray the doctor or the professor 
and the military commander, top-notch performances. They need to get an award. Because Can I chime in real I, quick? Absolutely. So it's funny you mentioned awards. So, okay, so that actress was a myco- mycologist, right? Her, the mycologist's name in the show is Ibu Ratna. Her name, the actress's name is Christine Hakim. She's actually considered like one of the greatest actors to come out of Indonesia. She's one of the most respected. She holds a record of winning basically, it's called the Payala Sitra. I hope I said that right. The Indonesia's uh, Oscars. She won it six times for her performances over the years, dating back to, I think, her first winning, uh, award, winning the award in 1974. So you mentioned her performance. She's not a nobody, man. She's been... No, around, I know. Yeah. I believe and, I believe what you're saying. And and so cuz I immediately thought about that and I looked her up and I like I was like I was like this this person just when she at the end when she's like shaking drinking the tea, just amazing performance. I'm like this person this woman is amazing and sure enough, yeah, they 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 nailed that that character's what's the word I'm looking for? Um casting. They named that cast. They nailed that casting. Yeah. Was it was one hundred percent. Yeah. Go Sorry, ahead. was this character in the game or no? This is a nope. a show invention. Okay. Okay. It's just for the show, but so like, there's no. Oh, but the character in the game, there's no comparison like that. Um, yeah. Because people people like to do that all the time, especially with video game adaptations, um, myself included. <laughs> I was Anyways, say, like you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but the the whole sequence definitely instills fear. It gives you that sense of hopelessness when he's asking her, what should we do? You know, how do we handle this? And that long pause, and you can tell she's turning, the cogs are turning in her mind of the realization that like, hey, you need to fucking bomb this whole city. Continue to bomb until everybody is gone. She doesn't even say like, oh, is there like a bunker we can go? Nothing, because she knows how bad it's about to get because she knows about this stuff. I mean, like her character said, she studied it her whole life. I love that assertion of confidence as well. When she was like, I've studied this my whole life. So listen very carefully. I was like, yes, tell them. I like it in the beginning. They were like, can you look into this microscope? She looks in five seconds, like less than five seconds, like literally two seconds later. He's like, oh no. This cannot be in humans. Yeah, like yeah, that's right. she, she knows what it is. She's not like study. It's like she knows what that is. I'm that good. I know. Why what am that I is. being brought here? This can't exist yeah. in humans. And he's like, this is oh, a yeah. human sample. And she's like, what the fuck? So yeah, was, she literally had <laughs> that moment when she takes the 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 mycelia out of the the cadaver's mouth. She's yeah. like, bloop, and then it's like moving, and she freaks and out like. like yeah, yeah, literally like <laughs> waving at her. Yeah, exactly. That was the that was the word that I was hunting for on our last episode too. Mycelium. Yeah. Mycelium. I kept saying mycena, which is like oh, okay, a, a okay, South okay. a South American like breakfast porridge kind of dish. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Let's get it right. Is it mycelia or is it mycelium? Oh, it's a mycelium. You're right. Yeah, mycelium. Yeah. So correction, mycelium. And did you all? So, sort of a side note, did you all see the, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff at the end of the episode where they talk about, yes. like, I thought that was super, so at the end, and I don't think it was there last, was it there Sunday night? It's been there, it's been there since, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I don't think I saw it at the end of the first episode if they did anything, or if it's the same, 
but you can tell that the show is definitely catching everybody's attention because so the first night they had like what like 4.7 million viewers mm-hmm. uh, like concurrent viewers at release and um sunday night this last episode they had five point uh i don't even remember five point something but it was, it was like 5.7 5.7 so it was 22 percent increase from last so it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it's I honestly believe that if the show keeps going and it's attracting not only the gamer, but it's also attracting the the the, the average viewer, the people to, like to me, the, show. <laughs> the average view who haven't played the game, it's that good of a story. This is what I'm talking about. If the story is good, you don't need to change it. People will watch it. The people people that played the game are watching it. People that didn't play the game are watching it, and not only are they watching it, they're watching it and they're saying, "Holy shit, this is good as fuck." It's interesting you talk about that because that sort of ties into what Craig Mason was talking about with the clickers and how they designed them. He was like, they oh, actually yeah. brought all the people into I, I how they des- designed the clickers. He was like, I want the clickers for people to say, oh, you know, the gamers to be like, oh, I know that. And that's awesome to see that. And he said, but he also wants the people who don't know about it to be like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. This is awesome. So they, they, <laughs> he's thinking about both audiences while e- everything they do, they think about both both audiences and it's it's just you can see it it's it's perfect like the perfect meld right. of the story right. so it's funny that you say that because after we watched the show i was like what did you think my wife has never played the game she's at least she knows I'm that sure it exists does. much right? as you talk and about this game <laughs> i've played it i think april has only played the opening sequence until sarah dies and she was like i'm nope. not playing this fucking game and i was like fine but uh, but she hasn't seen past that, so she doesn't know about runners and stalkers and bloaters and the the clickers. She doesn't know about that stuff. So when she sees it and this thing exposes itself, we'll get to that when we talk about it later. But she was like, "Whoa!" Like she was like, "Oh my god, that thing is scary!" And I was like, "Wow, it's working." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to talk because that to me was obviously the the peak of this episode was the museum scene with the, with the introduction of the clickers, but we're leading up to that. We'll get to that. I promise. I promise you we'll get there. So yeah, the, for me, the opening scene was just, it was perfection. It, the, the music, the performances, just the way they depicted the sheer terror. Like it's just her performance. Christine's performance in that, in that scene where they're like at the end, she says, can I go? I, I want to go now or something. I want to be with my family. And she's like crying as she's saying this. And I'm just like, yeah, she's she not, knows. she doesn't say, yeah, she doesn't say like, oh, can you take me to be with my family so that we can be evacuated? No, no, <laughs> her very last moments. She wants to be with her family because she's not what she's got. She knows what is coming yes, and yes. how fast it will be spreading. She's like yes. 14 people. You can see like a like little um, mathematical thingy going in her brain. She's like, 14 people? Holy smokes. Yeah, That's when her, like, she starts shaking when she, yeah, when she yeah, hears like, that. Yeah. You, can, you can see like more and more of the tension in her body and body movements as she's learning this information about the situation. Yeah, she, she like, It's like, imagine like, you know, it's the end of the world in a couple of days. Like, you just know and like, no, like there's nothing you can do. We're fucked. You got about a day or two left and there's nothing you can do. Like, <laughs> There's nothing this you can ain't, do. This ain't your athlete's foot fungus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, this is definitely not. This is not no mold on the bread. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that, I just, I kept going back to that scene in my head. It's just her, like, I can't remember the last time I saw somebody that was on screen for that short amount of time that just really just captured me 
captured my attention that way and just made me feel a certain way, like emotionally. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess I could call go back to Bella Ramsey as Lady Mormont, but like nothing I can think of has impacted me in such a short amount of time of screen time the way that this her character, her acting, and this and this scene did for me. Just um, it was just truly amazing to me. I just loved it. That being said, I have a little note when I was doing some research about the uh, cordyceps or the ophiocordyceps. It was first discovered in by a British mycologist named Tom Petch in 1931. And there's over 140 different species that grow on insects. On top of that, they found a 48 million year old, that's million year old, fossil of an ant in the death grips death grip of the ophiocordyceps um and it was discovered in germany 48 million years yeah things way older than we are yeah so you're here to stay so yeah i just thought that was that was really interesting so um was there anything else uh from that uh beginning scene that you all found interesting or you want to touch on before we move on to to the next scenes um i just i just appreciated it I appreciate the little the level of backstory that they're giving us because to the gamer, not just to the viewer, to the average viewer, but to the gamer as well, because this is something that we also are enjoying to see a little bit. And it's not like, no, it's we enjoy it because it makes sense. Like it makes logical sense for it to come from this place, for it to at least like logistically. And it makes sense for her reaction. It makes sense for the steps that they took in order to mitigate it. It all makes sense and it's all equally horrible. <laughs> <laughs> anything that's um about the same i really appreciate the backstory and the development of it showing you how fast things can spread and how dire the situation is so very good additive appraised yeah the, uh, the showrunners i agree we all love it all right moving on so <laughs> the next scene i really liked the the exchanges here is when ellie wakes up and you know, so Joel and Tess are still like freaking out because of her bite and she hasn't turned and they think that they could die because they know. That was another interesting thing that I loved was that we found out that like Joel and Tess are like, they're pretty much fucking badasses. You know, they've killed these things for who knows how long, you know, they know how these things work. They know about the mycelium and how they can connect and just and and communicate with things miles away like they know all this shit so i thought that was also interesting but i loved the the way they were like talking with ellie in the beginning because they were so freaked out so and what did you think about that scene so you know the the ration scene when she had chicken i thought that was funny so all that <laughs> you so, she was chicken? like is that wow she's like is that chicken <laughs> what, like taking out some beef jerky it looked good what they had too but like yeah fresh chicken yeah, Legit. I was thinking that too when I first saw it. I was like, damn, where's the chicken sandwich like, from? I'm she was like, now. can I have the gun? They're like, no, fine, I'll just throw the chicken. I'm like, no, don't throw the sandwich. It's more important yeah. than the gun at this point. So like, don't I think do it's, it. Funny people, I think it's funny that M says that, oh, that beef jerky looked fine. That beef jerky did not look good. <laughs> that know. beef jerky, that beef jerky looked like it tasted like fucking paper. <laughs> look dry bone i'm in dry. the i'm in the i'm in the army i've had a lot of beef jerky and so and i've made beef jerky and i know when beef jerky is not good you could tell a lot by the way it looks the way it snaps like like that it's not good <laughs> gotta have a little bit of tear god damn 
<laughs> yeah, the, the bread looked like really nice. The moist, it just like yeah. teared slowly. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Also, yeah, which is pretty interesting. They had bread, so that means that they have to have like a a good substantial farm somewhere out there to be able to produce, you know, the essential things that you need for bread. So you know I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so they that. so they're doing pretty well to be honest. I mean, not everybody has amazing. It's, imp- chicken it's impossible bread, bread. with mayo. <laughs> It's impossible bread. That's that's how it is. It's Mustard impossible and mayo, but yeah, they're like they're it's bread made from recycled paper. <laughs> <laughs> After twenty years, you think, yeah, they're 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 doing okay to have a a whole city, well, a part of a city, and be able to feed bread with chicken. Not bad. Whoa. Not bad guys. Remember some people, some yeah, luxury people. Well, you said the bad guys, so make that not. I didn't think about the bread aspect, but she did mention that the chicken was smuggled by oh, the fire. Okay. She does say that the chicken is smuggled. So now it makes me wonder. That is true. Yeah. And I don't know. Have you all seen Demolition Man? Because I kept thinking about Demolition Man in this scene when she's eating it. I'm like, that's fucking rat meat. That ain't no chicken. Like, that's how I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. In my head, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and but it's, it's interesting you had mentioned the bread because then that makes me think, like, where is the bread coming from? Maybe maybe Fedra has it and they're giving it to him. But that's a really interesting, like, thought process you had there because I didn't even think about that. I was too busy thinking about Demolition Man and him eating that <laughs> rat burger. And I was like, that's what I thought she was eating. But anyways, just unbeknownst to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, um, the placement, the, the set design, the little like patch of like heavenly moss just with the, uh, the, um, the sun rays on her. It was just great. Oh, I thought I they like were sleeping. That. I thought she was sleeping outside. No, there's like in the building. It was like surrounded. I no, I know. I'm saying that oh, the yeah, scene yeah. made the me building. believe that they were outside. And then it turns and it's like, oh, no, they're just in a shitty building. Yes. It's a beautiful shot where it's just her laying down like in that mossy grass. And it's a top level view. I mean, it's actually like it's a gorgeous shot. Like I would use that as like a screensaver or something, you know, or, or wallpaper. Yeah. And I know what Josh is talking about. I thought it was outside, too. Anyways, Josh, that uh, that scene when Ellie wakes up and all the stuff that happens, freaking out. What did you think? Uh, that that whole scene is is hilarious to me because I love the exchange between everybody. I love how they just interact with each other. It feels very natural. It doesn't feel forced. Uh, the comedic relief that Ellie brings to the table because she's so young and naive and doesn't really take everything seriously. I'm a teenager. I'm gonna I'm a rebellion. I'm a rebellious type, you know, I got to go pee. I'm going to go in the other room. She hears everything they say, but still able to crack a wise joke, even though she's like, uh, he wants to shoot you. She's like, oh, she does the little thing. You know, I was going to say that was bold as fuck, man. Like he, these yeah. people are terrified of you. And he literally yeah. says, if she twitches, I'm going to shoot her. And then she starts doing that. I was like, yeah, whoa. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But the, the whole situation was was fun to watch. The whole th- the whole situation was fun to watch. Yeah, there was, it's interesting you brought up like the dynamic as they're, so later, a little bit later on after that scene, they're like walking around and Tess is asking Ellie about like how she got bit or something. And she talks about how she went into the mall and tells the whole story. And you know, she lies about, cause she's like, did you go by yourself? And you know, she's lying because right. we know about Riley, which I am well, terrified. I don't know about Riley. She doesn't know like, about Riley. I don't know anything about Peter! Riley. I don't, I don't, I didn't get to that part in the game yet. I don't, well, they talk about Riley no, they already. Do, they do. They're like Riley. Yeah. But like, but I, I, you don't know who I don't Riley know. is or anything. But yeah. just, just the, um, the performance, the little eye twitch, she's like, yeah, uh, I'm by myself. Let's move on. 
But like yeah, you can she, see, like, oh, she she's lying. She's lying. Yeah. We yeah. know that because Marlene had mentioned all oh, like like something about like Riley in the first episode, but I don't even know anything. I don't remember what happened. I don't know. Like, is Riley the? I don't want to do too many spoilers. Did did Riley come into play in the first game? Not once. She was just part of the DLC. Okay, I didn't get, I didn't do the DLCs. That's why. Okay, so that's new. That's new to me. So I'll figure that out once I get to that point in the game. I am playing the game right now. I was streaming it last night on Twitch, so I'm playing through the story. I'll. I'm actually, it's kind of cool because I'm playing it like side by side and it's like kind of interesting to see the subtle differences, which we'll kind of talk about here in a little bit. But what I was getting at was the Josh, you're talking about the dynamic between them and the discussions. Tess is like, oh, you got some balls on you, kid, or something like that. And then like, Ellie's yeah, really you like, can tell you can tell that she eats that up. She's like, yeah, you know what? I do got balls. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, like I am tough. <laughs> I was like, OK, Ellie. Yeah, I like that. She felt proud of herself, you know, like that little yeah. compliment. Kind of remind me when I was like a, I was in basic training and, you know, drill sergeants are always in your face. They never give you compliments. They talk shit to you all the time. And yeah. we were doing this like range thing where we had to run and we had to run, drop down, pop up, shoot, get back up, run. And I was, I was like, and there's this one point where the drill sergeant stands next to you. You put your, yep. your rifle up on whatever the board or thing and you can, you know, shoot the target and i hit the target because it's, it's hard because you have your you have your old battle rattle on it's just like and i hit the target and he was like did you just fucking hit that i was like yes try sergeant and he was like good job and i was like yeah i was oh like i was like oh my god like, just said, and job. then two minutes two seconds later he's like get the fuck back there <laughs> yeah like, all over again and it's and then when I went back, I told everybody, they're like, oh, my God, dude, you got a compliment? It was just funny. We were joking around, though. But this yeah. will kind of remind me, like, you get that one little, you know, positive reinforcement and you eat it up. Because, I mean, I guess, you know, Ellie's been through some shit. So just hearing something nice from these people that are terrified of her was it was just a really, like, especially in the moment. context that she wants to receive it. And she doesn't want to be told. I'm pretty sure Ellie doesn't want to be told she wouldn't eat up the whole like, oh, you're such a good kid. Oh, you're so responsible. She's like, no, she wants to hear you're a fucking badass. Badass, yeah. That's what she wants to hear. And she got that compliment. So she just fucking num, 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 like scoops that shit up. Yeah. Now, please give me a gun. Now, can I have <laughs> yeah. a gun? Now, can I have a so, gun? Such a kid, you know, like such a kid, like they just, they, you know, it's such a kid thing to say. Like there's that scene before they go in the museum and she's like, I have an, I have an extra hand too, you know? And then Joel was like, <laughs> yeah. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I just love the interactions. We'll, we'll get to there, Joel's in and Ellie's interaction here in a minute. But I wanted to t- touch on something you already said. Em, you were talking about like the set design and the, how everything looked. I feel like they knocked set design out of the park in keeping sp- in spirit to the game or the design of the game. Like I feel like it's exactly like the game when I'm watching it. To me and Josh, I wanted to get your take on that because I'm like. This looks like Last of Us. You know what I mean? Like we're literally, it's right. just per, it's like perfection to me. So here's my take on the what you're talking about. I mean, it kind of deviates a little bit, but stay with me, right? <laughs> so the thing is about set design. It's hard to create these apocalyptic, like destroyed environments because it suffers from looking like a set. Like it so looks like a set and you can tell sometimes you're like, this is definitely like a stage or like a, like a, a built thing. And that's, but that's fine because at the end of the day, what matters is the characters and how they act in their environment and they knock it out of the park. Like I said before, 
everything is done very, very well, it's really when you start to really look at things that you're like, this looks like a set. Everything looks kind of like a set. And so, but one thing I wanted to say is that the hotel scene, they walk in the water. And I love, she's like, I don't know how to fucking swim. And he's like, really? <laughs> and he jumps in and it's like knee high. And she's like, oh, fine. And then she just gets in, no questions asked. I like that, right? In the, in the game, the hotel is fucking massive. It's huge. And the thing is that I don't, these changes that they're making to these very subtle things are fine and I'm okay with them. I have no issues because at the end of the day, the cast is trying to accomplish the same goals. The show is trying to accomplish the same goals that the game was trying to accomplish, try to tell the same essential stories. So it has the bones of the, of the game, which is what is bringing in the fans and it's adding its little nuances and change, making these micro changes here and there in order to make it more believable. Because in a game, you're a fucking superhuman. I don't care. There are very few games that don't give a shit about you. And most games, when you're the main character, everything you're lucky. You're always lucky. You always have enough bullets. You always have enough meds. And if you die, it's because you fucked up. Not because the game is really, 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 really hard. Right? So, Unless I you're feel playing like, Dark Souls. But Dark Souls is a game that doesn't give a fuck about you. That's the point of Dark Souls. It doesn't care about you. It doesn't teach you anything. It just goes, here, you figure it out, idiot. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Dark Souls does. And then you're like, how do I block? You have to die 40 times before you learn how to block effectively. But that's fine. But The Last of Us, a lot of things are catered to you. And, and, and Doom, things are catered well, to you. And Mario, things are catered to you. The game is trying to help you, to give you the best experience of being that main character as it can. The show is a story about people that are in a shitty situation. And in order to make it believable, you can't just have it be having them do all these badass things left and right, or it's going to ruin the character's credibility. Should I even be afraid for this character for their safety if they're, they're just badasses all the time? You want to feel that tension and that dread. So what I'm like, trying to say is, go ahead. No, I'll let you finish your thought because I have... A disagreement with you. Okay, well then I quit the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something we can, it's not something we can do. It's more of opinion. It's a difference in opinion, I guess. No, it's anyways, fine. I, I understand. I understand. And so all I'm saying is that I'm okay with these changes to make it more realistic in the sense of like if this was real people, like real life people, it makes more sense to happen this way than it does to happen the way it does in the game. Because like how many how many people you think how many raiders you think you kill in last of us how many runners how many clickers effortlessly and some people don't go a day unless they're with a huge group of people but joel is out here cleaning like 500 dudes in a few months so the one thing i want to say about that playing the game recently which is funny is like i was playing as joel and i was just running around choking dudes out and killing them one by one i'm like do you know how hard <laughs> it would be to not only just choke somebody out quietly but also kill them and then yeah. do it like 
10 times in a row and like within five minutes man like i was yeah, just like it's like a game, joel's you know? joel's got the biceps dude <laughs> yeah, i don't even, know. you can't even you can't even see him but he's just like yoking up dudes and you're just like god damn. like he chokes people out and you see the red in their eyes and like us like 10 seconds they're fucking down they have very thin necks hey. oh absolutely yeah. nobody <laughs> nobody, nobody trains traps nice. dude <laughs> nobody trains traps i do <laughs> okay, so I'll, sur- I'll survive and i'll survive in the world of last of i'll us, survive though, an extra an extra second <laughs> uh, but i don't know if you finished did you finish your thought before? yes I, okay. yes 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 i was just gonna say i feel like you're saying that it's so obvious that set, it's a set like i don't feel that way i think the way they built the set we know it's a set but i feel like the way they built the sets and the detail, like the scene when they're Joel and Ellie are talking to each other, you know that's a set. But when you look at it, it looks like straight up broken concrete blocks sitting in their way, right? Blocking them. Right. right. Those look like old, like outside of the thing, like you were right about the hat thing. That's more of a, that's more of a, not a, that's not a set thing, but I can see like that, you know, like that bothers me. I wholeheartedly disagree with you saying that it looks like a set to me because it does not in my opinion it the the amount of work they put into it, it suspends my it doesn't it, it does not what's the term I'm looking for break immersion for me when i see it well, like it, well, i'm like that I, looks like they're really there like that that's been well, there I'm, for 30 I'm, years or whatever 20 I'm years i'm speaking i'm speaking specifically about the hotel scene I'm just saying in general, every scene that I'm not talking about the museum, the museum looked like a place. It looks like they rented the fucking place out and fucked it up and then shot it. Okay. Okay. You know what? (laughs) I can kind of see where you're going with that because it's so beautiful. It's all green. The light shines perfectly on, on water. And then you have like the tiger lily. Is that what it's called? Tiger lilies or the lily pads. They're sitting on there. Like I, that almost seems like a little bit too perfect. I can kind of see where you're going, going with that. I don't know. I kind of actually like that. It was more like, look, like we don't need human beings. Nature is perfect. No, I completely. And I'm the okay little duckies are having fun. Like just yeah. let it be. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I completely. I mean, I enjoyed that, the, the scene uh, itself. I like the close-ups of the set a lot more than the you know the panel views, like the buildings being collapsed and things like that. Because after like twenty something years, thirty years, it shouldn't look as bad. But I guess they kind of like um explained it that it was bombed and everything but like at the first glance i'm like that's a little bit too much like buildings don't act that way actually collapse that way actually what's (laughs) funny to me what i find funny is people say like oh there's no way that overgrowth would grow back in this in this amount of time that's it's that's because of mycelium it's because Mm. of the infection mycelium is what helps like irrigate and spread. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nature. I mean, so you can fu- see in the fungal museum. growth is fungal growth is an accelerant yeah. of of flora, of flora, yeah. floral growth. So, if the whole world is infected with cordyceps, or not the whole world, but like it's fucking everywhere, then it makes sense. At least in it's, my opinion, yeah, it makes sense true. for it to be so taken over by greenery. Yeah, no, fungus does decompose these things a lot faster. So I totally yeah. understand that. It's just like the structural soundness of the buildings just being toppled over and everything in that sorts is what's kind of a little bit off-putting to me. But other than that, but I guess they, like I said, they explained it. Oh, you know, they bombed it. They bombed it really well here. Like, maybe okay. we could, maybe we should look into what two buildings those are. Maybe we should. If we find out what two buildings, we'll be like, this one's made shitty and this one was made really <laughs> good. 
I I think this is more a testament. So they, I think that's why they mentioned the bombing because I don't remember them talking about it again. I'm like, I've played about a third of the way, half of the way through the first game. I don't remember them discussing the bombing in the game. No. So I at thought least not it, at least not in direct conversation. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't even remember if at some point in time it was mentioned. Whatever. So in the first episode, at the end, you see that buildings like tilted over in the thunderstorm and the lightning. You see it, like leaning up against the other one, and I'm like, mm-hmm. the fuck happened there? You know, like why would why would a building just be toppling over in Boston when there's no earthquake? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's only been 20 years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then they mentioned the bombing. So I yeah. think that lends to what you're talking about, M, about like buildings falling apart in that scene when Tess and Ellie are in that doorway and they fall forward. I think that's why they mentioned that to let everyone know why everything is so decrepit and like mm-hmm. beat up. And also grass and weeds and shit. Those things uh, grow. No, I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. It's just I, uh, no, the structure yeah. of soundness of the building. Okay. I just gonna say, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'd be like, wait, why is this building falling apart? It's only been 20 years, but that's why I think they had mentioned uh, the bombing. That make that makes yeah. sense to me. Like, That's what I like about this show is that's what I like about when any show does. When they just give you a little bit of dialogue for you to connect the dots. Like, You don't have yeah. to like right. spell it out for me, but make it make sense. You know, make it make make it make sense and don't do it where it's spoon fed to me. You know what I mean? Don't give me like a five minute excerpt of... <laughs> I don't know. No. I feel like it was actually spoon fed. She's like, oh, there's a big hole. What happened here? They bombed it. <laughs> they oh, no, you're the right. Good old lady's advice and they bombed it. You're right. That oh, was I, a- thought she, I thought she, she asked, like, oh, they yeah. really did bomb. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think thought no. Ellie, had, ju- I no, thought yeah, Ellie had just heard rumors and she was like, oh, they really did bomb. And then she's like, yeah. Yeah. I guess they, they could consider it. that spoon fed, I guess. But at least it's not. I, mean, I liked I, it though. I liked it though. I don't mind it's it. It's not egregious. I guess. Yeah. I guess way best way to explain. It. It's not egregious and tacky and like done in like a weird. Yeah. Like, if way. if like, Tess okay, had, like, I get it. If Tess had expanded for like five minutes and been like, yeah, back in two thousand and three <laughs> in the month of October, they bombed okay. all the major cities Wasn't all across America. <laughs> using yeah, but I'm saying like a month later they decide to bomb. And she's like using this specific kind of missile from this military branch. And you're just like, whoa, God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it, it was done. Okay, so the way when I said, when I say spoon fit, I meant it was done in a natural conversation. Right? Yeah. I guess you could say a spoon fit, but the way I'm just saying, it, did, it wasn't presented to us into a way that was corny as fuck. It was done in like a natural way. Okay, we're talking way too much about this. <laughs> um, it's fine. And all right, so we actually transitioned to the hotel scene, which was was my next area that we were going into, which which was great. Uh, Josh, what did you think about the the Ellie playing around at the desk, which is also in the game? A lot of people oh, yeah. seen on social media seem to really like that. I thought it was kind of funny, uh, and it yeah, that's total a total game parallel. Even what Joel says, where he's like, "You're a weird kid." I love that that's line. Totally- yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> that's totally something I would say too. I say it to the privates all the time. Be like, "I mean, you're kind of weird," and they go, "Sorry, Sergeant." Don't you think they were acting a little bit too loud? And then zombie apocalypse. I think I'll be a little bit more quiet. They're like, ding, 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 hi. I'm like, oh, please don't, don't. That's, well, that's really true. funny you mentioned that because I thought the same thing. I was like, mm, you're being kind of <laughs> like, loud there. And like, Joel knows about the clickers. You know, I thought the same thing when when she was ringing it. In my head, I was like, what a noob. God, you <laughs> not last a day. Uh, I mean, technically, she didn't. The only reason she lasted more than a day is because she's because she's (laughs) immune. (laughs) Um, So a little bit about from my perspective of the hotel scene. 
Actually, this is more of the museum scene. Wait, what, where were they at when they got into that bricked area where Tess leaves them alone for a little bit? Was that the hotel? Was that before? I that don't remember. That was the end of the hotel, yeah. Okay. All right. Just to make sure I'm chronologically correct. So, in that scene, in the game, I thought it was funny. I thought it was interesting. I wonder if this is what they were thinking. In the game, Joel leaves Tess and Ellie quite often, right? You're going around doing things. But here... Tess leaves them alone and I felt like this was sort of the writer's way or the creator's way of flipping it as a dialogue opportunity that so we got that the, the moment with that led to the moment of Ellie and Joel to kind of connect a little bit and have a discussion and I thought that was a right. little interesting uh, bit there that the, I feel like that was done on purpose they're like let's separate oh, yeah. them 100% because you're, you're trying you're trying to foreshadow that relationship yes yes and Already mentioned, it, did okay. not, it did not go well. I mean, it's it's. I love the dialogue, but like <laughs> it did not go well. Where are you from? Uh, Texas. <laughs> like, <laughs> not a small talker. Yeah, yeah. I thought Ellie was, was like, kind of yeah. rude when. I no more questions she, about me. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. When Joel asked, Joel said something. Oh, he said something about Detroit, right? Where he was from or something, and she goes. No, I know. I know from. where Detroit is. I know where Detroit oh, is. Geez. I go yeah, to school. She, she get yeah she gets snap snippy with him and I was like damn like you're like that was a little bit uncalled for but you know she's an angsty teen whatever you know I get it but I just thought it was funny I don't know he was about to mansplain it to her she's like shut up <laughs> that's yeah okay <laughs> I can see that I can see that oh and you know it's interesting too I was thinking about this so she's fourteen it's twenty twenty three right so that means she was born in two thousand nine this would have been six years after the whole beginning of the outbreak. So imagine her perspective and growing up like this is all she knows, you know, right. And all she and the only thing she can call back to is maybe they have magazines. She did mention books, you know, books don't, aren't historic. Maybe textbooks have pictures, I guess. But imagine that's like your only cause she knows about pools. But then when she mentioned, oh, you think we have pools in a QZ? You know, like I wonder if she has she ever even seen a pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you would think. It's a big city. It's a, I feel like it's a big closed-in area. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It just makes me think. I think about these things. Like, for, I thought it was really interesting that her entire life, she's probably learning all the things that we experience in, nor- in our normal daily lives through books and magazines. <laughs> in between There's, wipings. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he throws in the beginning of the thing, he throws her a magazine like wipe with that. Oh, that's yeah. what a pool looks like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wipe. <laughs> so, what do you all think about that? I was just there's something that I found that I was thought. I really like to know how big their compound is because a lot of the schools in America do have swimming pools. So, I don't think it would be like unusual to know how to swim or something or know how a pool is or what it looks like and yeah you do well, have magazines and stuff i think that in places like the qz in boston a lot of buildings are repurposed yeah so they'll probably take like what used to be i don't know like a homeless shelter and then turn it into a school yes they would definitely do that well my thing i was thinking is like why would you even keep a pool around if you're only worried about really survival so chicken may- coop or I'm kidding. Coop. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. Like, what I even yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking maybe it was a spot to they would change that for an area to keep fresh water. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It's just I thought it was an interesting. I thought it was a 
Just so I don't think they're having like a day spa. No, 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 yeah. no. But I feel like they do know what a swimming pool is or how it looks like. Or after a long day of executing infected people, <laughs> let's go in the dip in the pool for a little bit, bro. You know, like, you know, yeah. I don't think that's happening in in Boston. But anyways, I just it was just interesting that her whole life, you know, this is she's only fourteen, but like she doesn't know the shit that like Joel and Tess they don't know any of that stuff, mm-hmm. any of those things. I just thought it was uh, an interesting point. Anyways, all right, moving on. I want to get to the museums. Wait, wait be- before, before we move on, can I sure. just have a, one of those moments where I go on a rant about not being... Nope, you can't do oh. that. We don't, we're oh, not allowed to on. rant on here. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so, so they go into the water. They're in the water. They're splashing around in the water. And then they go upstairs. And guess what? Their pants are dry. I just hated that. I didn't notice that. You didn't? You would think you'd be like squishy, 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 squishy. No, everything was dry. Either they were walking upstairs for a very long time because they have really bad knees. But yeah, it's just, it took me I away. Mean, it was it had- 10 flights, but that's not enough to dry. No, it's not. Even with bad knees. You'd at least, you'd at least be, you know, still wet, moist. Damp, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Moist. It was totally 100% moist. dry. <laughs> Stop. I hate that fucking word. Yeah. Your pants would be a little moist. <laughs> moist. That that word has been forever ruined. I don't know. It's just whatever. Uh, yeah, I I didn't notice that, that was, but that's an interesting. That was my thing. That was my tangent. You know, I didn't even think. I didn't even know, look at that. It's like because, in the video game, right? Yeah, like exactly. That, like I in, in, in the video game. <laughs> yeah, like in. A, it's funny you mentioned that because I was playing the game and Uncharted, which was made by Naughty Dog, which also made the last of us so uncharted on the ps3 was like one of the first games that i noticed like wet clothing like it was the first time to really do it in a way where you're like damn that dude's shirt's wet and pants are wet so it's funny that you brought that up because you dry off really quickly obviously in the video game they did the same thing in the last of us but uh, yeah you dry off in like 30 seconds to a minute it's gone but the first time i saw that i was like holy shit that's amazing like that dude's pants are wet you know the technology yeah yeah they (laughs) must have spent a fortune on this (laughs) they obviously didn't bring that to uh the tv screens the technology yeah who knows maybe there's a fan that they walked by i don't know (laughs) (laughs) nice breeze yeah maybe they changed pants oh there you go maybe they changed they do have their pants and shoes Yep, change pants and shoes and personalities. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We all ready to move on to the museum scene? And Well, before they get to the museum, there was something that I thought was really, <gasps> oh, really cool and really sure. interesting was when they look at all of the infected laid out on the street. Oh, yeah. And she's they're explaining to Ellie, this is her first time seeing this many yeah. infected. And they're explaining to her their behavior and all that kind of stuff. And... I loved the sunlight yes. coming mm-hmm. over them, like washing yes. over them, and they all scream like fuck. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like I thought they were like rolling over. I thought yeah. they were like all like rolling a, over at the same time. I don't know. I could this would it looks like, like so... a wave, a wave of ah sunburn. And then it, they stop. They like chill out. Really? I thought the they were excited about over. it. They're like, oh the sun, yay. Excited. No, I thought I did I did not take it away. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking discomfort. they were trying to get, you know, like a plant like sunlight. So uh, maybe fun mm. maybe fungi don't like sunlight that way. I don't know. What are you gonna say, Em? Um when they yeah, I wanted to actually talk about t- that too. Um when the first they showed it, it looked like maggots. They kind of they were like yeah. you know, off to the mm. side, they were like wiggling, they look like maggots, and like, is that maggots? And then you look at it again, they're like, oh no, there's an actual well, they were people. 
going back to that scene, I'm glad you brought it up because yeah, I thought that was a really like almost like a horrific scene to see all of those yeah, zombies it was, laying it was on the definitely, ground. It was definitely discomforting. <clears throat> yeah, like it was just real. And then it's when they were talking, I was like, man, that was just like, and the noises they were making, it was really creepy, but it was, again, really well done. So, all right, mu- museum scene. You want to get to yes. that? Okay. First, so first thing I had a question, and we get, so we get there, <laughs> Joel like steps, he's like, they say, he literally just said, if you step on it, they'll know. And what does he do? He like I thought I thought he stepped it. on it. I thought he stepped on it to check. Right, but I mean, what if it wasn't dried up? <laughs> I don't know. Deal with <laughs> so that, as I'm saying, it seems like kind of reckless, no? I, mean, sure, <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. It's a small thing. I'm not really I don't want to really complain, but I'm thinking in my head, like, well, what if it wasn't dried up? But that was I thought that was an interesting bit there when they when apparently the stuff can die off and and, and whatnot. But the thing that weirded me out or i didn't really get was that dead guy because ellie was really weirded out she's like oh what did this to him i never seen this before they never really explain i mean he wasn't a zombie right because they died mm-hmm. but it what fresh i guess he died yeah. you gotta be you gotta be alive man but you can't be reanimated okay i guess okay yeah okay that, i guess that makes sense because Tess mentioned maybe he uh I don't want to say died, but maybe he uh, came in here and died. That's why the door was open or something like that, right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, just that succumbed was, to his wounds, yeah. Okay, that was the only thing, only like weird thing that I had about that scene. Okay, that makes sense now. The Okay, do you just want to jump into the clickers or is there anything before that? Uh, the scene of happened? them walking up the steps, that set piece as a whole with all the bodies all atrophied together was amazing. It was beautifully done, where it's just piles and piles and piles of dead people all atrophied in this huge fungal growth. I thought it was wonderfully, beautifully done. It oh, definitely, right. it definitely like made me feel because there's no set, there's no like uh, location set or location piece in the game that's like that, where it's literally. There was like maybe 40, 50 people all piled up just with overgrowth like that. And I thought that that was so unique and such a creative way to express that this fungus, like once you die, you're for the earth and the cordyceps will use you as fuel, whether whether you're alive or you're dead to further its infection, to further its spread. Yeah, they, I forgot about that. That's that's true. It's really the set design is just so good. Like the way they just yeah. did everything, the the liberties that they've taken, and and uh, and was there anything that you noticed before they they get upstairs and meet the clickers for the first time? All I can think of is I would not want to be there because it's so icky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the first in the first uh, sh- in the first episode, they did see a person i guess that already expired and was like stuck to the wall and there was mushroom growing out of it um it just reminded me of um the movie annihilation ah guys, okay it was like in a okay. swimming pool out of all places yeah. Like a dude yeah stuck to the wall so that kind of reminded me of it i guess not much here because it was pretty old the vibrance of it was no longer there but the amount of it Oof, I would hate to be there. Feels like a cough centrum. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would I would like to to add that I really liked the sh- the the look of intensity between Joel and Tess when they discovered that dead body. Like they were like, "Fuck, you know what's about yeah. what's ahead." You know, oh, like the, they were the guy that got the guy that was all fucked up. Yeah, once they saw that, yeah, it was all, yeah. and they, they were I like, loved, "Shit's about I to get real." I love that line. How like he's trying to imply like how fucking serious he is. He is like not quiet, silent. <laughs> like he's like talking there's a, a big fucking difference. It's <laughs> like there's a big difference. No more talking. They're both like she keeps like, but why? Shh. He's like he basically said no questions. That's it. <laughs> and they yeah. go off topping up the stairs. Top top yeah. top top top. I'm like really, that's not quiet. <laughs> Quieter. So yeah, so then okay, so after that, yeah, they go up the stairs, and this is where they introduce the clickers. One of the things that I thought was interesting at the end of the episode when they do the behind the thing, behind the scenes things, uh, Mason was saying they actually hired actors that played the game, so they knew how they moved. Mm. Yep, so better to better like personify them. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was like really cool like how how often would you be like an actor would go into audition to a scene and be like hey have you played this game before you know oh you haven't okay thanks bye (laughs) you know next yeah (laughs) so i just thought that was really first question have you played the last of us yes okay you're automatically (laughs) going to the second to the callbacks (laughs) yeah so i thought that was really and that just shows the level of detail that Druckmann and mazen went into they're literally getting actors as that are I don't passionate say, about it, that are yeah, as that, passionate about it as they are, yeah, yeah, and it's just man, just just amazing. I just love it. But anyways, so I, all I'm going to say is, um, I'll let you go first. I want to know what your thought is about experiencing the clickers on TV on oh, screen yeah. for, for your first, first time. time. Hell yeah! Um, reminded me of the uh, Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. That's yeah. what I said. The little noises they make, the little yeah, like squeals. The, the yes. thing is just like being in the um, in the cafeteria, just like hiding away. Like, oh no, it's like I don't want them to see and or hear me or something like that. Yeah, the the intensity, the the quickness of them, the direness, the ickiness. Oh, it was everything was so good, so gross. I love it. I hate zombies yeah. that move fast. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> Josh, what about you? What was well, it like for the, you to the, finally see it? I just, oh man, I was like sitting there with a big old smile on my face. I was like, yeah. if I, if what happens, if, if what ha- what's about to happen is what I think is about to happen. Like my wife is like super annoyed. She's like, Josh, God. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, if I, if what's about to happen is what I think it is, this is going to be really good. And I hope that they don't fuck it up. And they didn't. And it was just like at the end of the episode with the episode breakdown that Mason said, he's like, what we wanted to, what we were aiming for is for the gamer to go, that's right. And for the non-gamer to go, oh my God. So <laughs> that's definitely what happened. Cause my, as soon as they came out, April was like, oh, like, and I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's these two <laughs> contrasts between two different people consuming the same type of media, one with prior knowledge and one with not. And I just think it was so well done down to the clothes, movements, sounds, the way that their teeth look, the way that they have like that cleft split between their gums. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was expertly done. Kudos to the and it's all practical. Um, All practical. All prosthetics. So 
quick question. Sorry if I am cutting you off, but no, one hundred percent. Send it. Okay. So when you usually, so you so Joe and Tess have been going out there once or twice a year. They know how to kill these things. But it seems like they were very much struggling. Is it because they're harder to kill or is it because they're just trying to show the audience like you can shoot him in the side, you can shoot him in the legs, but you have to shoot him in the head, you know, type of a deal. So the thing about um, cordyceps as a whole is it doesn't really reinforce your bodily structure. And in a way it does as you progress in infection. But the thing is that the cordyceps, when you reach that level of clicker, you've been infected for several years at that point where the, you're no longer what I talked about earlier, where you're kind of like, you have this, still have this consciousness at this point in your infection, the cordyceps has fully taken over your body. So that's mm -hmm. why they have those uncontrollable ticks and they kind of shamble. They don't really have very good, um, they don't have very good control over their physical movements or their, they have basic control. So they're not really like a sprinting kind of infected like they kind of shamble very quickly like to do the best that they can it's, to get to you i would say they're kind of like, it's almost like last stage like a, it's like the last stage right before you actually i don't know if we're gonna get into the big the big guys yet but it's sort of like i like to think of it as the final stage before you become like the guy in the wall right because if you look at the guy in the wall he was similar to a clicker mm. so what happens so what people say is that people that get stuck in the wall usually are in the stalker stage that like to hide and they have a little bit more acute hearing than mm. the mm, I forgot about stalkers yeah you're right yeah then the then the runner and a little bit less than the clicker does so that what they like to do is they're they like to pounce on their prey kind of like hunt like a cat you know like they hide behind mm. corners and so what happens with stalkers is that they will stick to a wall to hide and they will let the infection come out and they will kind of like atrophy to the wall and lie in wait. Right. And so that's how you get, that's how sometimes you get like those kind of people that are stuck to a wall. But the thing is about clickers is that they're at the point where they're not responding to their bodily functions the same way that like a newly infected person would. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they don't have fully articulate use of all of their fingers, elbows, shoulders. If they have a prior wound, it definitely plays against them. But if they're shot, they're a lot more resilient than a person because at that point, the fungus is just shoving violence in whatever wouldn't direction it, it can as in using the clicker's body. Wouldn't yes. you say they, even though they're not dead, that those are more, those are more aligned with typical zombies that we're aware of like typical zombies you shoot them they still come at you you have to shoot them in the sure. head to kill them like walkers in the walking dead right so it's sort sure. of that that's why going back to m's question saying about why they seem to struggle i think one they're just really fucking hard to kill and two, like in the, in the in the game you can't fist fight them no you have to have a weapon to kill them and in, in the game right? you can't one you could though no no yeah fresh, you can't okay. you can fist fight the fr the fresh ones you can choke you, them out you can't they can, oh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But clickers can't be choked out. They're too strong. They overpower you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's because they use that they don't, their muscles don't atrophy and they don't fill with lactic acid and cause fatigue the way that regular, you know, uninfected human beings do. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were doing it because they were trying to 
establish how you kill them? Like, oh, you can shoot them here, here, and there, or is it a show invention? I mean, you can or you can shoot a, a clicker. Invention? You can shoot a clicker a bunch of times in the chest, and eventually it will die. But the most efficient way to do it is to in shoot the head. Yeah. So, I think what Tess and Joel were thinking was to sneak past them, which. Yeah. In certain points in the game, in the early stages of the game, you can do, you can sneak. I think there's one with like, you can cheese one area where there's like a ladder. But I think that was what their plan was, is they didn't want to, there was two of them. So they, you don't want to, you try to fight one, the one, you're going to alert the other one. So it's going to make it tougher. So I think from a tactical sense, they wanted to sneak past them. But right. Ellie, what did she do? She breathed, right? Was that what happened? Yeah, what, that's Ellie? all she yeah. did was breathe she, a little too hard. Yeah, and so then that just fucked everything up. So I don't think it was... A, I think going to your question, that's what happened. One, they're probably fucking terrified because I don't care how many times you see that shit, I'd probably be scared of my mind. You know, they're terrified and they're a little bit caught off guard because they're probably thinking they could sneak past them or wait for them to go past them and then they were going to be good. So it's just sort of like one of the... That's, a, that's my interpretation of what happened there. Yeah, mine as well. So the another thing too that that I thought was interesting, like I for I was watching, I was like, those look just very similar to the game. Like that's actually like, that's like the game clickers. I was like, that's and then sure enough, they talked about that that they tried different different styles. They were looking at like changing it. And they had, it, it, at some point went back to the original design. That's what they stuck with. So I thought that was really cool. That's why I saw that. I was like, that's the clickers. Like that's. The design that we know and so i thought that was really really cool that they stuck with that would they be like the poster child of the game or oh yeah they're the poster child monster i think so yeah <laughs> clickers yeah, i mean in, in every in every in every trailer you have that clicking noise for the last yeah. of us and every every piece of media that represents the last of us you have to have the clicker noise and i, I gotta say i'm playing the remake right now and i've been playing with headphones on Oh my oh. god! I don't know if it was like that on the older versions, but the 3D audio that PS5 has—holy fuck! It was yeah, fucking me up, I man. I need to get into that. It—it it was messing me up, man. Like even though I'm playing on an easier difficulty, it still was like. If dude. uh, M once, I think March second, uh, The Last of Us Part One is going to be on PC. Oh hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, there it is launching. Well, hopefully it'll be optimized, but we'll see. Yeah, the only, reason, the only reason I've played it is because I don't have a PS anymore. Right. Yeah, we you're a PC master ace. That's what you are. Nowadays, now. yeah. All right. My one thing from that scene that I thought was really, really cool. So this so Josh, you've played VR. Em, have you ever played VR yes. before? Yes. So have you played Half Life Alex? Uh I have watched or, other people play it, but okay. I've never been in the V oh. Or I've have you played a like game? Five minutes. So have you played a game where you had to reload a gun? Yes. You actually physically had to reload it, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I think so, I so I this the scene where Joel has to he has to reload his gun and he takes yeah. the bullets out, puts them in his pocket because he can't make any noise, right? You and he, he put yep. he's holding it by his neck, and so for some reason, just kind of that made me think of like so you can't in the game, you know, you can reload and do all sorts of shit. And it won't really affect anything, but like yeah, they in the can't real world, reloading. Yeah. yeah, in the game, they don't react to yeah. the, to reloading noises or anything like that. Yeah, they have to make a really like loud type of noise, I guess, or, or literally or walk run. too quickly yeah. near them. Yeah. So 
I thought that was really, really cool to see them do that, but it kind of reminded me of like, so we all play video games, you know, you just push A to reload or whatever, right? <laughs> but then you go into VR, I remember playing Half-Life Alex, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta reload, oh, the flood, you know, I'm just like freaking out, trying to reload, and I'm like trying to move and run away at the same time, and it just kind of made me yeah. think about that, like, when you're, the more realistic it is, it's not as easy to just fucking do normal shit, you know, like in a game. Yeah, you gotta like, is. you have to like drop the magazine, grab the magazine out of your bag, put it in, then you gotta rack the slide over. It's like, it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I just, for some reason, that's what made me think think about when I saw Joel doing that, but I, lo- I just love the small little thing. Again, it's like the small little details. Like he, he has to hold the flashlight with his neck. He has to like unload the bullets, put in his pocket because he can't make too much noise. And so, so yeah, that, I just really, I really ex- like that. It's about that experience that I was talking about earlier, where in a video game, you know, the video game doesn't punish you for little things like that, or very rarely do video games punish you for things like that. And this game, this show is trying to emulate the sense of dread in a different way that feels similar to the gamer and feels, you know, dreadful to the non-viewer. So they have to do it that way. They can't just have him be like, oh yeah, he's just 20 feet away. He can't hear me throw all my shells on the ground and reload. Like they don't. Not only is he like 20 feet away, he's like, you know that he's coming towards him too. Yeah. Everything um, has to be quiet. Opening the receiver. And fast. The cylinder, yeah. Taking yeah. the rounds out one by one and catching him and trying to be quiet. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so, I I think that was the penultimate scene in this episode, this is what we were. I don't know. I saw someone said they had seen all four episodes and he was worried that there was enough action. I feel like we got enough action in this episode. It was a perfect balance of like emotion. We're going to get into the emotion aspect of it here, but that was awesome. That was just, even if you, I, I'm just thinking, um, you've never played a game. Even now, I'm just thinking you never played a game for it. That still was just fucking pure terror. This intense. Amazing. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They got the horror aspects and the dire and the dread and the the need for time down. You just like constantly when the action is happening, you constantly like this is intense. This is intense. This is tense. Like just yeah. uh, well, in the beginning, when the beginning, when they're all three of them are being quiet, I was like, I was, I was really like just watching it. Like I know what's gonna happen. Like they're gonna fight him, but I was still like I had my hands in my face, just like this watching it. Like oh, because it was so intense, and then it was like yeah. Man, like I don't do it's so great maybe it's because it's the last of us I'm just so excited I'm so happy for everything that's going on I'm super into it but TV shows and movies don't usually get me to react this way one I rarely ever cry on on TVs or movies and two I never put my hands to my face you know <laughs> yeah like I never do that but I was doing that in this yeah in this episode and it's just like I was watching yeah exactly yeah <laughs> peeking through my fingers like <laughs> I think at one point I did let out like shoot it. Like I was like I was like shoot it, fuck, shoot her, just shoot her. <laughs> do it, do it now, do it now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is there anything from that scene before we move into the end? I got some thoughts on the end. So anything else that we missed out? Oh, um, I don't know if anybody noticed how actually like long. Tess was gone, but this is definitely obviously the point where she gets infected. My wife did kind of catch on before the scene was revealed mm. because she asked, she was like, where the fuck is Tess at? Like they, they stopped showing the action happening to Tess, you know? I th- and so she kind of picked up on it, but as they were walking to the state house, like that last little bit 
before they made their way all the way to the state house she kind of made that connection so i don't well, know i don't know if i don't know if m did because nope. you yeah nope. so you thought you thought everything was I fine was with Tess. blissfully happy to be admitted <laughs> out but though yeah. she did get her ankle twist and i recently got my ankle twist and i was like oh i feel you i feel your pain <laughs> and well, when she had to like twist on that very rickety like um ladder i was like oh ow ooh, ow is your ankle okay <laughs> Well, well yeah when she when she's taped yeah. her, her leg yeah. well i was thinking about so like we knew what was like because we it was yeah. something we knew we we sort we just knew right but i like how they set it up because as soon as they come out of there she's like pissed off at joel she says something like can't you just like Be believe that we're <laughs> we're gonna win at some fucking point and so so negative in that in that scene, she like tells Joel, like, can't you just believe that we might fucking win for once or something like that? And yeah. you could tell she's a little bit emotionally distraught. So I like that. I figure yeah. some people might pick up on that something's off because you don't see that that level of like emotion or hope from her at all throughout the first two episodes. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm like, there's definitely a change in her demeanor, and that kind of that plays up into the end where we find out everything. So this leads us to them finally meeting up to where the fireflies were supposed to be. Josh, I'll let you explain. So what happens in the game versus TV show? Do you want to touch on that? So in the game, in the game, you, they roll up to the state house and they find out that it's a Fedra uh, trap that Fedra actually fucked up the fireflies that were there, not the infected, the way that it's portrayed in the show. And then they get ambushed after it is revealed that Tess is infected and that she is going to hold them off. And then Joel and Ellie leave and you hear Tess die. You hear her cry out in a hail of gunfire from the Fedra soldiers. And the show is a little bit different. I mean, it's vastly different. A little. In the show, I feel... Not I feel, I'll get to that in a second. But in the show, what happens is that she reveals that she is infected. And then she tries to flood the place with gasoline because Joel finds out after shooting uh, one of the infected that caused all the other fireflies to fight amongst themselves and nobody came out on top. You then He then discovers that the infected, that the horde of infected that they saw from the bridge with the sun bathing, uh, they all get alerted and they start sprinting directly to that location because the mycelium communicates to them where there is a threat, where there's food, where there is a potential to further the spread of the infection. And then all of them get up and run in that direction. I really wish, I thought it would have been cool if they showed the infected sprinting into the building or towards the building from like a distance I thought that th- I thought that that was going to happen. I thought it would have been a cool shot to see like a hundred, a hundred and fifty plus infected. Even if it's CGI, I would have thought it was. I thought would have thought like to have seen that. But so yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna say we don't need to really describe need to describe what happened to Tess because I think people are listening, seeing the episode. So what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say is the way she died. I thought it was kind of weird, and I almost didn't like it. Like the yeah, kiss, I agree. the kiss of death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't. Okay. I didn't really okay. like that either. I didn't understand. For why once, it had we to, agree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't understand why it had to be lip to lip contact. And 
so I'm sorry this is triggering for anybody, but someone I uh, sort of felt like it was triggering for uh, sexual assault survivors, and I thought yes. that was like, yeah, okay. So you and I, I didn't think about that, but it felt really unnecessarily uncomfortable. Is the best way yeah. to describe it. Like, why? Why did you need to do that? I mean, even if you just had him jump on top of her and you know, like attack her like a zombie, that would have been more in context with the show and what's going on versus this slow, the weird, only way, intense kiss. Like the only way that I perceived it is that it's mycelium right and mycelium so actually so they know i remember i think i said something along these lines is that they are very efficient mycelium is very efficient they did an experiment you can look this up on youtube where they placed mycelium of the same species or fungus of the same species on a dish that was shaped like south korea okay and so they placed it in in locations where there it's kind of like mirroring like the elevation and everything of South Korea and they placed the fungus in major population locations and then they just let the mycelium do its thing and at the end of it the mycelium after looking at it and evaluating the pathways that South Korea uses the mycelium had devised more efficient ways of travel throughout the peninsula than the south koreans had so if every road in south korea was laid out or major roads that travel between population centers were laid out the way that this mycelium had done it in a controlled environment then they would have more efficient travel obviously they're not changing their shit that would cost millions and millions of dollars but it is a funny observation so the way that i perceive it is that mycelium knows how to be efficient it knows the fastest way to get something done. And it makes sense, but I feel like they stuck a little bit too much to what actually would happen as opposed to why couldn't why didn't you go in her eye sockets, in her ears, oh, like or something, yeah. In her nose. Like it could have been in the mouth too, but something else. Like, and I well, don't understand. I didn't, I felt uncomfortable with the fact that the lips touched. Why? What if it had just been because the 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 tendrils start to move before they make contact? Like they start to flood. Like you see them like shooting in there. Why? Like why do the lips have to touch? Why couldn't have just been that way? And they could have came up and wrapped around her face and gone up in her nose and just all encompassing her whole head. I think there's a lot of whys that scene. Why did it move so slowly? Like in like a weird intimate way. Oh, because 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 it because it knows. Right, but it doesn't need it doesn't need to like it doesn't fit the fast moving movement of the zombies. What are you gonna say, Em? No, like all of a sudden it just slowed down and became so romantic. I'm like, thanks, HBO. Like yeah. here's another rape scene. <laughs> yeah, it just felt yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't felt, necessary, no. I, yeah. That's how I took it. Yeah, exactly. I just it I, was I mean, weird to me. They're still they're fast moving, they're very vicious, they're physical, and all of a sudden it's just because it knows that this one person was bit. It's going to move all slowly. Like it just, it didn't, to me, it just doesn't fit the context of the show in general. Everything you just said on top of what I'm saying is what is, yeah. I don't, I don't see any reason why I would do that given its behavior. Like it was just really weird and almost cringy in a way. And I didn't also, like it. also just test taking it as well. I thought she was like a badass. Like she can handle herself, but yeah, she just stood there. 
paralyzed. I honestly believe that that has something to do. Her acceptance of it like that has something to do with her relationship with Joel, because there is Joel is a very shut off and unemotional type of character. And so it's well established in the game that her relationship, their relationship is more physical than emotional. It's more about like a, pro- mm-hmm. like a professional, they're smugglers, but yeah, professional, I, I got that. Yeah. Professional business partnership that sometimes, you know, are, they do stuff together in a, in no, a sexual yeah. context. But, I got that. Um, in, in the, um, in the first episode, she just comes in he's like, Oh, what happened? Eh, don't worry about it. Okay, great. And then when, um, Ellie tries to talk about, tries to ask him he just doesn't want to talk about it just shoves it off and now now the very last scene she's like you should just go i'm like he's like okay fine let's go it just yeah just turns off it's and like it just that, goes. that quickness yeah i feel i feel like that scene could have been done a little better because the, the like obviously when she shows him the bite in the game he is actually surprised he's like oh my god and then he kind of gets upset with her but then she's trying to get him like, you need to take her to Tommy. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And there's a line that from the game that I feel is very important to understanding Joel's initial motivations for completing this task, which is that Tess asks him, she says in the game, there's enough here. She gets in his face and she says, there's enough here for you to have some sense of obligation towards me. You have to do this. And I feel like that line is very important because it literally serves as that initial motivation for Joel to get this done. Because I feel like if that, if she had never said that to him, then Joel would have been like, yeah, we're going back to the QZ. Fuck this. But I do understand that in the show, Joel's initial reasoning to go somewhere is because he's trying to get to Tommy. That's why he needs the car battery. In the sh- in the game, they just need guns. They're just trying to get guns because they smuggle guns. That's how they make money. Yeah, at some not point, about, it's not in the game. It's not Joel trying to get to Tommy. In Joel, in hmm. the game, Tommy and Joel have kind of like a like they're not they don't agree with each other. But they because, they have a falling out at some point. Yeah, they had a falling yeah. out at some point. Yeah. But in the game, there's something that happened. I remember specifically, maybe you you might remember. There's something happens to them and then they're like, "Okay, I need to go to Tommy. I don't want to do this, but I got to go to Tommy." That's what I remember from the game. I can't remember specifically. Well, no, what in the in the in the in the game, she they he has to go to Tommy because there's no evidence of where to take the girl and there's no fireflies that's, that's right that's, that's what i'm saying there's something so that she changed says, she says that tommy used to run with the fireflies so he should know where to take her hmm. and so i feel like that's still the case in the game i mean in the show where tommy used to be a firefly and he's the best bet and it also ties in with joel's desire to get to tommy to check on him because he hasn't heard from him in a while yeah. So I f- I feel like both things they accomplish the same goal, but I prefer the game's telling, not the show's telling of this specific part. I don't have a problem with it in terms of these changes that they may feel are more appropriate because like I said, 
in the in the game, Joel does not have his initial motivation to get a truck battery, to get a car, to drive to Tommy. That's not Joel's motivation in the game. Joel's motivation in the game is, I need guns. You stole them, and then you sold them to this person. You're going to give me my guns back. We'll take this little girl to the to your crew here, and they'll give us guns, and we'll go our separate ways. Um. So the only thing I'm going to just throw my thoughts about the Anna Torv as Tess and the final moments before she passed away. I honestly, I'm not as attached to that scene in the game as as you are. I thought it was pretty powerful because we're seeing a level of really, like I said, they kind of talk, talked about this in the behind the scenes stuff, but Tess is sort of also kind of cold. Like she's not as emotional. It's almost like I have like this understanding of each other. Like we're just doing this together. They're sort of like friends, but I guess more, there's more inclinations that they're lovers in, in this. Friends with benefits. Yeah. So versus the, no, the, the there game. Is, there is, there is something like that in the game. Yeah, I guess it was a little bit more. It feels a little bit more like they're a couple in the in the show versus the game. Oh yeah, 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 in right? the show, yeah. But, but still, but still, like they don't share that much with each other. Yeah. Right. No. No. Right. There's that still commonality. It's just there's a little bit more of a relationship versus a friendship thing. Relationship in the show. Anyways, I think you were complaining about her how she convinces Joel. I right. thought it was still pretty powerful because something clicks in her head that there's there's a possibility for. There's hope, and as no, yeah, yeah, Mason was. I think the way that it was portrayed in the show, and the way Mason described it was, even as she knows she's going to die, she still has hope. That's not, not my interpretation; is what Mason said, and that's what I got from watching that show. She's about to die, yet she still knows that Ellie is the hope for humanity. And that's why everything changed. Nothing was about them. You know, before it's all about scrounging up scraps, whatever, doing jobs and doing all these things just to survive. And just, they were very selfish, right? It's mm-hmm. always about them. But in this moment, she's gonna die in a few minutes. And she's still like trying to convince Joel to take her because she knows that this is tr- a true hope for, for humanity. And it's been a while since I, I'm not that seen yet in the game. I feel like that that wasn't, I think the way you described it, Josh, is how I remembered it. It wasn't quite the same as in the show. And so I think that, that that's where the difference is. I don't have a problem. I actually really liked that take because we didn't see, Tess I mean, was like a completely different moment to person in that last two minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah right? absolutely. But like I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that I don't dislike it. No, I, I know. I don't prefer the other way this isn't like halo where i hated every no i completely understand where you're coming from i'm not saying we're not we're not debating here i'm just saying i'm more of like i like both i don't think any other one is better than the other right that's how i'm I'm looking at it so i think it applies to the condition that joel has different motivations to take ellie or to see tommy than in the game so in that context i think it works but if you think about the context that happens in the video game then it doesn't Sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. All right. Before we close this out with some final thoughts, man, we really went. I think we went a little bit over an hour, but anyways, this is great. I'm not complaining. Anything about that final scene that we didn't touch on before we just say our final thoughts and then say goodbye till next week? I take silence as M. M. You good? 
what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so all, all I'm going to say is that I enjoy the scene because it establishes that distancing, that emotional distancing that Joel is all about because he doesn't believe in the cure. We've heard it all before. Yes. It's bullshit. Fuck you, right? So in the show, it really shows that he doesn't care for Tess the same way that she cares for him. Now, albeit they do have like this kind of like emotionless professional relationship with each other. However, I feel that Joel is a lot more vested in at the end of the day, if I have to cut you loose, then I have to cut you loose. In the game, (laughs) it's not as nuanced as that. It's a little more when she shows him in the game, when she shows him that she's bit, he has a more emotional reaction. Yeah, he he and, looks sad. Like he's like, yeah, he's upset about it. Not versus in the show, he doesn't seem as upset. But I don't know when she yeah. walks up to him. That's oh, that's another thing I want to say. When she when he's like, show me the bite, and she like kind of moves to him, and he like freaks. Oh out yeah, he's like away. reluctant. Yeah, you know, like I loved that because I was like, but anyways, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, one hundred percent. But that's like he kind of does that in the game, but not as like not before saying anything or like acknowledging that she is infected with his emotional reaction. And I think that in the game, he demonstrates that little bit of caring that he has and then it vanishing like in a split second, because if you look at in after the scene where Tess dies, they never talk about it again. Oh, Ellie's yeah, like, are we, Ellie, Ellie's like, are we not going to talk? And Joel's like, no. And that's it. They never bring it up. It's never brought up in this in the sequel ever again. It's never talked about. And so I think that that's little that's that shows a little bit of Joel's emotionless behavior where I feel like he purposefully shuts himself out because of the loss that he has suffered. Oh, yeah. 100%. So he, he yeah. I mean, I cannot I can trauma. That's trauma 101. Yeah, I cannot fathom. Neither I'm pretty sure neither can you, and neither can M. What it is like to lose a child, and in such a violent, heartless, rapid style way. And so I can understand why he would be so cold to everybody and really have his guard up. And you have this sense that he might have his guard a little lower with Tess, but it's still pretty high to the point where she's about to die. And I have some semblance of caring for her, but I'm still willing to be like, okay, cool. Bye deuces. (laughs) Instead of crying or being like, no, we'll help you. No, come with us. No. He's like, okay, cool. You'll hold them off or you'll blow up the, the, the state house. And I really like, yeah, exactly. I really liked that dynamic that they express in both the show and the game. I just prefer I do like it in the show. I just prefer the interaction that occurs in the game. I think that it is superior in the sense that it helps break down the relationship because the, and it's because of that line. So if I feel like if Tess had not said the line where I feel like there's enough here between you and me for you to have some, some sense of obligation to do this for me, you have to get her to Tommy. I feel like if she had not said that specific line, there would be no game. The story of Joel and Ellie would have ended there. He would have taken her back to the QZ and he would have gone about his business. Well, 
um, the show is about those two. So I feel like, um, do we ever find out what happens to his wife? Because I believe he did have a wife and that's where the watch comes from and everything. Um, in the, in the, in the game. No, no. Uh, I feel like the fact that he has seen so much lost, I'm guessing his wife is dead. His child is dead. And within those 20 years, I bet you he had plenty of relationships, um, romantic or just, you know, as friends that he saw them die. Just basically turned himself inwards and shut himself off from the world. So we're just seeing that. And if somebody's going to die next, he's like, okay, moving on. I'm going to be a tumbleweed. Um, but the show alone again, alone yep. again. But now the the show and the video games have basically stuck him to this girl named Ellie, and then we're just going to see this beautiful relationship build, and he's gonna open up, right, guys? <laughs> no <Yeah>. comment. <laughs> no, I, I mean it, it feels like it's going that way. No comment. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you'll see. I mean, you'll yeah. The, the relationship between Ellie and Joel is, is, is an immaculate, how it evolves, but you have to, if you, mm-hmm. you can't rush it because it's the relationship between Ellie and Joel is like a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, they, you'll see. You'll they see. have moments. They, they do have some moments of endearment throughout, throughout but, the game. But it's but like, it's, yeah. it's, it like takes a while because they're traveling yeah, yeah. in the game time. It's not days. They're traveling for fucking months together. Yeah. yeah. All right. That being said, Y'all ready to close it out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right, M, give us your final thoughts. Then we'll do Josh, and then I'll say mine, and then forever hold our peace until next week. <laughs> Very good. Final thoughts. Once again, I got no idea what I'm looking for or looking forward to, so just take me along for the ride. So far, I'm liking it. And wet pants. I need wet pants. <laughs> we need wet pants. We need more wet pants. Immersion has been broken. <laughs> no. <to> be moist. <laughs> oh man, Josh. Yeah. Uh this episode, nine point nine out of ten. I loved every single moment. Every shot was beautifully filmed. Every set piece is was immaculate down to the lowest detail as feel as the best that they can because, like I said, the hotel in the game is massive and in the in the show you have this kind of smaller type of lobby um one thing that i did appreciate is that they cut out all the combat in the building in the leaned over building so i don't know so m doesn't know this you actually fight in the building that's leaning and it eventually it eventually they have to escape it Hmm. So it's interesting because yeah. in the show, it's like, why is everything so quiet and empty? Where is everybody? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that does make sense for storytelling purposes that you, you don't really take that out. Yeah. You don't need to have that in, in this episode. I mean, so even thinking not even just for, I mean, because it's a lot of fighting there, but even logistically think about shooting in a building that's leaning and having to create that set, it would have been so expensive. So complicated. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, my my final thought, I really don't have anything to add. You all have surmised it pretty well. I had one minor gripe with Tess's death, the kiss of death, and that was about it. Nine, yeah. Near perfection. i just loving what they're doing, and I love these little bits that I'm learning from Amazing at the end. It's just the dude, dude is passionate and 
understands the fan base and understands how to give non-fans uh, a, a way to experience the story and it's just so well done so I'm super excited to see where we go from here and see episode 3 I love the fact that it's not knowing what's going to happen next hasn't really ruined the experience for me so I'm so pumped that being said we have talked a lot about a lot of things I'm going to say goodbye now and <laughs> we will be back hopefully I'm thinking hopefully Tuesday night but we'll see according to the schedules we can work it out but M and Josh thank you so much for doing this once again this week this has been a blast and yeah have a good night and see you all next week very Bye good guys. and again everybody to get more of this kind of content and listen to your boy talk with his friends over here just all kinds of podcast locations yeah and again don't be shitty oh my god we didn't get a Metal Gear reference in goodbye oh, no. <laughs>